0: Welcome to Fearlessly Made You. I am your host, Christy Tobias. Joining me today, our guests just striving to dominate in their personal and professional lives while answering the question, what does it mean to be fearlessly made? On this episode of Fearlessly Made You, y'all, I can't even contain my excitement. I am super pumped and excited to share today's episode with my dear friend, beautiful, wonderful, amazing thriver, amazing person who is um, the assistant director of diversity and all things amazingness at UWF. My dear, beautiful friend, Maquia. Hey boo, Maquia, <laughs> girlfriend. Oh, I'm, I'm so, so excited glad to see you. <laughs> you are fab. So, Maquia and I go way back. Um, I think we've probably been friends since I've lived in Pensacola, probably. Uh, but we have a, a connection and a network of people mm-hmm. that literally, like, even if we wanted to not be friends, it's not even an option seriously. for us. Yeah. <laughs> okay, like twenty angles. Yes, six. yes. <laughs> and we, so we, I mean, everything from like the church we go to, the interactions we have within the community, mm-hmm. to the people that we were friends with before, we it just so it's Meant seriously to be, yes, and <laughs> such a treat because Mykia has one of these stories that, as you listen to her and and you hear the journey that she's been on you truly think to yourself so this is what it means to be fearless like this is what it means to be fearlessly made and to know that my journey is mine mm-hmm. but it's to share and other people need to hear that story yep. you just personify that so much so i'm not even i'm going to i'm going to step back for a minute <coughs> i first of all cheers to you beautiful lady cheers cheers so excited cheers. to have you my <laughs> dear uh-huh. yeah. <laughs> Always have to take a little sip. Always sip your wine. Um, but let's let's chat a little bit about you, Mykia. So tell us, talk to our Fearlessly Made You crew about who is Mykia? Where did Mykia come from? And what does it look like for you to really like own your fearless existence? I love that. So a little
1: bit. Um, so my name is Mykia. I am originally from Oxford, Alabama. Um, ended up coming here in 2012 to get my master's degree in college student affairs administration. Um, before coming here, I was actually an art major. My goal was to actually work in New York and run my own magazine company. Excuse me, ma'am. I know. <laughs> hey, real big.
0: <laughs> still, hey, you you live your fearless life. We'll still, see. still we'll see. something you can exactly. Do. <laughs>
1: so, um, decided to move down here. Um, actually, after my residential assistant, my Ari moved here and started getting her master. So I was like, I'm just going to go ahead and go to Pensacola. Okay, girl. Got here. She left within three months to go start a new job. So here I was in Pensacola just living it up and, you know, meeting new people and enjoying life. And I have not looked back since. So
0: You really have not.
1: It's crazy. This place is home. Like everyone here is not from here. So it makes it even better. So it's fun to meet new people and learn new things.
0: I love it. You know, you you make a really good point of, you know, building that home Mm -hmm. and supporting that home with the people that you surround yourself with and connect with. And, you know, I love – the thing that I love about that uh, with you is you've had a journey, mm-hmm. as we all have, and we all have pieces to our story. But you've had a journey that has kind of pushed you to need to surround yourself with good people mm-hmm. um, during some more difficult times. So, y'all, yeah, we're going to dive right in. Um, so, uh, one thing that I do also love about Mykia is she is a breast cancer thriver. Be very specific. the <laughs> Thriver. And I love that you say that because I say it often in Fearlessly Made You. I will never say that I'm a, a rape or assault survivor. Mm-hmm. I'm someone living a journey. Mm-hmm. And that journey is beautiful and not because of what happened, mm-hmm. but because I can talk about it and share people's Correct. stories. And yeah. that is where that thriver comes in, which I love about your journey. So I'm, I'm going to jump in there. Like let's, let's talk about that conversation around you mm-hmm. and, and being so young and having breast cancer and being a thriver, like you said, and how that came up as far as like you choosing that terminology of I'm a thriver.
1: Yeah. So I was finishing my master's degree. It was 2014. I was supposed to graduate in May. Found the lump in my right breast in March, but I was like, uh, uh-uh, I need a job. I got to graduate. I don't have time to stop. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't until September, like once I graduated, had my first full-time job at UWF. And then I was like, okay, it's September, everything's good. Now I can go to the doctor. And that's when I went to the doctor and he was like, hey, you know, you're 23. It's just a fibroadenoma. So this is just a small cyst. Let's go get it taken out. You're good to go. So on November 6th, I went in to get the lump taken out. Um, and then, you know, recovered for like a week or so. Went back to the doctor. And then that's when he was like, Ikea. Yeah, Sorry to tell you, but you have breast cancer. And not just breast cancer, but it was a double type of breast cancer. So carcinosarcoma breast cancer. Oh, wow. So I was like, okay. He was like, I've only seen this in one other patient that I've had in the past 20 years that I've been doing this. I'm like, just going to keep piling it up, aren't you? Right. Like, thank you. (laughs) Like, did we have to have that conversation? Yeah. So, yeah. So it was just... A lot to take in of course I mean Absolutely. just sitting there I'm alone because I'm like oh it's just a fibroid adenoma I you know I didn't need um you know my mom to come back down she was just here for the surgery last week right. so I didn't even take anybody with me it was just me- mm-hmm. go outside call my mom in tears of I'm like ah. like both of my grandparents uh, grandmothers have passed away from cancer and it's just like
0: oh my who wants to
1: call their mom who's five hours away you know, and tell her this. Oh, my goodness. Um, and so I ended up going ahead and going in for a double mastectomy um, in November of that same year. Um, and the only reason I ended the double mastectomy is because they said it was BRCA2 positive. Mm-hmm. So I did have the gene. Um, one grandmother had pancreatic, two great aunts had breast, and then one also had ovarian. So with the brca positive, like, I just needed to go ahead and be cautious. Absolutely. So that was the only... Pushed that, was like, okay, go ahead and do it. Get both taken out. Um, so once I got both those taken out, I was like, yay, are we done? <laughs> right? <laughs> and so this is over? Like, exactly. <laughs> but I always get onto myself for this. So if I would have went in March when the lump was the size of a marble, mm-hmm. it would have been like a centimeter. But since I weighed it, it was like 4.5 centimeters. Oh, wow. And so... Basically, I had to go ahead and go through chemo, did 16 rounds of that. They did let me go ahead and like enjoy the Christmas holidays. I didn't start until January of 2015. So, So
0: even though they've removed both of your breasts at Mm -hmm. this time, they're still cancer in your body. Mm -hmm. They, they, yeah. So that's what that they were possibility. thinking. Okay. Exactly. Yeah. So that is, because I want to pause there mm-hmm. for a minute, just, and especially not that this is a, a, a friendly announcement, but it's a reality <laughs> it for is, us, yeah. especially as women and especially as black women, mm-hmm. health and taking care of ourselves and paying attention to those instinctual things that mm-hmm. you knew there was something, oh, yeah. but, but even if you don't know what that something is, mm-hmm. it's that conversation of stop. Yep. And so for anyone, and I, I would share this with, you know, anyone that's listening, if you've got questions, stop. Like, remember, you are your only you. You've got to take care of yourself. Mm-hmm. And I would share this with this type of dialogue because Mykea is such a beautiful example of what it means to care for yourself. And that's how I met Mykea. Mm-hmm. And so knowing that it took you having to realize, like, what care looked like. Yeah. That is such an empowering and, and honest mm-hmm. and authentic part of your journey. And so I, I appreciate you sharing that and didn't want to uh, disrupt you. But I think that was just such an important thing for us all to, to really think about. Yeah, definitely. I think it it not only helped me like with that
1: situation, but it also just helps me now, you know, and for the future. It's like, nope, if you feel something or if you sense something, you need to get it checked, especially if it's your body. Absolutely. So. The fact that I waited a little too long, Um, I did have to go through 16 rounds of chemotherapy. Um, The first 12 are weekly, the last four is what they call the red devil, but I would be like, Oh, yeah. The blood of Jesus, you know, forget (laughs) the red devil.
0: (laughs) Bring it in the face. (laughs) Exactly. Like, no, you will not.
1: And so um, those four rounds I had to do every three weeks just because they were, you know, so extensive. Yeah. Yeah. So laying on the couch every daggum session you know like every Thursday I would have a session and I'm on the couch to maybe Monday um wow. but then later on with the more tougher treatments on the
0: couch for like five or six days so it was interesting well and let's let's ground ourselves again and you're 23 at this mm-hmm. point you have just gotten your first job and now <laughs> you are like quite honestly like just kind of taken out so did you I, I'm assuming you did you continue to work Did you and not i did girl i guess that was remote I knew, you know
1: it's COVID ready
0: <laughs> i was already starting
1: the virtual world back you then. were
0: pre-covid exactly. ready for you covid
1: know, <laughs> test, test dumbing it out i don't know but yeah so i did have a little bit of leave saved up i definitely used all my sick leave all my annual leave like i had just started the first time job in june so you know of course i used it up but my you know coworkers and my supervisor, they were super flexible with me and, you know, allowed me to do some stuff through zoom and coming in through sessions and stuff like that. So it was still very possible, but me being who I am, I'm like,
0: I feel like a slacker. I feel like a, you know. Of course, and you are (gasps) young. But it goes back to what you said before, which Mm -hmm. you had a community around you. Oh, yeah. Because we know not every job or coworker or friend is going to do that. And you had a community supporting you.
1: Yeah. Even my coworkers, they, every chemo treatment I had someone there with me from work. I love that. And they would bring me lunch the next day. Like they had a whole schedule. (laughs) You're loved, my friend. Like, But it's
0: how you operate as a person as well. Um, I'll tell y'all, when the book came out, uh, my, <laughs> my key was one of the first people to be like, you go, girl. Um, and also, I like at the big book launch, like my key was there. So it's just, that's how you operate in life. And it's that conversation around what you share and promote in life, other people will also share and promote. And I think that that's the energy that you're providing, which is why I wanted us to start with that conversation about you being that, a thriver. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That energy is so important. And we want people to see that and understand why yeah. there's the thriving because you were, in all intents and purposes, thriving throughout <laughs> your journey, even though it was tough and it, you had yeah. people surrounding you. Exactly. And it's, it's insane.
1: I'm the type of person, I was like, I don't want to be a burden on anyone. So like, don't come, just drop it off at the door. You know, <laughs> please don't come here. Don't look exactly. at me. No, no, exactly. no, but it was good. They came for every session um, after doing the 16 rounds of chemotherapy. Um, I also had to do radiation since the lump was already at 4.5. If it would have just been at four or under. I wouldn't have had to do radiation. Um, When I did have a double mastectomy, they did check my lymph nodes. I think they took twenty-two, and all those were negative. So that's really good because it means nothing spread, you know, anywhere else in my body. But they still wanted to do the chemotherapy and then radiation, just any particles that may have, you know, flown
0: off anywhere else. Well, especially considering your background and your family, I mean, that is we needed to
1: chop it all up, make sure everything was gone. Absolutely. Um, Radiation was real cute, real cute. So.
0: (laughs) that's the first time I've ever heard anyone refer to radiation as cute but I get what you're saying girl so it's really good because I had a great nurse great doctor
1: so you know I'm going in there every day like it was daily that you had to go so it's 40 sessions okay you go daily Monday through Friday
0: and so is this after the chemo yeah so it's directly
1: after chemo I think I finished chemo June 11th 2015 and then started radiation up a couple weeks after that
0: and you probably have some people that are listening right now that are saying yeah girl I've been there I know exactly and so that's That's also the piece. It's like someone else is listening and they are relating to that story that Mm -hmm. you're telling. Because as I'm listening, I have not had cancer blessings upon blessings, of course, but I also uh, have been in healthcare my entire career. Mm -hmm. So understanding kind of the the journey and the process, it's no joke at all you <laughs> know, whole schedule book Ooh, like you
1: gotta yes. be prepared yeah girl it's 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 extensive for sure but i could not make it to number 40 of radiation because my skin had legit rubbed off of me so i had burned so bad to where i had to stop on session 39 left the doctor went home packed a bag went to sacred heart mm. stayed in hospital for
0: 10 days Oh my god. In the burn treatment center. So when it not to get super graphic, but mm-hmm. it means although we can share whatever you want. So as you were progressing through each of the, the radiation therapy, mm-hmm. was it each time your skin got more and more sensitive? Yes. Okay. Each time, yeah. So it was like, okay, you know,
1: first week we're, you know, we're still good. Second week getting a little darker. Third week a little darker. You know, then fourth, fifth. It's literally burned. Yeah, it legit started like bubbling up and then like just yeah, it was like no oh. skin there. Oh girl. I mean, they tried, you know, all kind of creams and pain pills galore <laughs> like we were trying to calm oh, it down yeah. and let me be okay but no so i ended up going into the hospital and you know had a burn unit that was in there putting all kind of silver and wrapping me up and all kind of stuff just to kind of get it healing and mm-hmm. give it the air it needed and stuff and ordering pizza and milk every day and oh,
0: like, hey. i see why you love milk <laughs> I think that, that crazy? Now. And That's it's so funny. Like,
1: after my chemo sessions, I would always go to the bathroom after chemo, and then I would wash my hands. And so the smell of that soap,
0: mm-hmm. oh,
1: like yes. that smell of that soap and like anything ginger, any of that, I cannot do. But milk...
0: You're fine. I'm good. So that's so (laughs) ironic. I um, used to work in a nursing home and Mm -hmm. so the smell of cinnamon for a long time I couldn't do. Mm -hmm. I can now, but to your point, it's whatever brings back those memories (sighs) and that entire I know. Though you are able to talk about this now, that's a painful journey. And that's traumatic.
1: It is definitely a traumatic Girl. experience that triggers mm-hmm. very quickly, you know, smelling anything or seeing anything that relates to it. I mean, but it's so weird to like even talking about it, though, or talking about the journey. Like, I'm good. I do have people reach out all the time. They're like, hey, you know, my, my grandmother's about to go through it or my mom just got diagnosed. Like, what can I do to be supportive? And, mm-hmm. you know, offering all of those different um, just options of encouragement and all kind of pills to take. I think I was like turmeric and... Um, probiotic like I was racking up. I think I was taking all types of just natural remedies cuz I'm like, we're going to get this out when we are the other. <laughs> yeah. Jesus, vitamins. Let's get it done. <laughs> medicines, like whatever we need is coming yeah. out. So, yeah, it you was know, awesome.
0: The <laughs> thing that I I am just empowered by in your journey is like you said you can talk about it now, but it's the honesty and the authenticity that y'all you know, my skin rubbed off and I was not okay and <laughs> I needed to be surrounded by people and I think that is something that I don't think we talk enough about mm-hmm. which is the foundational underlying of our journey and it's the beauty of being fearless mm-hmm. because it's not being without fear and you guys hear me say this constantly it's not allowing that fear to own how you thrive which yeah. is exactly what you've been doing and so I want to want to take us on a journey so kind of flashing forward for you now. Um, and, I, and I've watched you talk mm-hmm. about your story with other people. And I'm grateful that you were able to talk about this here. But as you look at where your life was then, mm-hmm. and knowing where you are right now, what are some of the things for you that you think kind of helped you move to thriving? Because you, for all kinds of purposes, were thriving because you had so many people around you surrounding you, mm-hmm. but you maybe didn't feel that either. Like, yeah. how did you make that transition? Yeah. I mean, I think one of the main slogans I always use was fight it with faith. Yes.
1: So like, all right, like you got your faith. So you're good. Like you can fight it. You're good. You got this. Um, But just being able to push forward and move forward, you know, knowing that I had people, Mm -hmm. knowing it's really interesting. So it's always like if something like going on or something that could be traumatic is going on at the moment, like I have this peace anyway that still just like calms me and I'm just like, okay. So even though I'm going through 16 chemotherapy treatments, 39 radiations, in the hospital for 10 days. And then forty hyperbaric chamber treatments. Oh, girl! To be you able forgot to kill that skin. part. I know, okay. right?
0: Yeah, but <laughs> <laughs> little tiny thing exactly. we all throw away forgot in. Forgot <laughs> about that one.
1: Another forty days because, <laughs> yeah.
0: because you yeah. were in wound, yeah, Correct. wound issues. So, yeah. yeah. So okay. I went there, um, as and well, so for those of you from that aren't in healthcare, mm-hmm. talk a little bit about what hyperbaric treatments are. Yeah. So
1: with the hyperbaric chamber, I would go there Monday through Friday as well. Um, I would go into this tube. I guess it almost like an MRI tube mm-hmm. type deal, but it's clear, so you can kind of see out of it. They had a TV in there, so I could watch Law and Order. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Sorry. For those if you are not watching on the on the YouTube but you are listening, oh what you're goodness. not seeing is my Kia is just like super excited about remembering about the TV <laughs> or her hyperbaric chair. We're like, ma'am. Yeah. <laughs> but that's amazing. Yeah. 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 So you
1: wear all cotton, like cotton everything. You yes. get in there and you just like land there for two hours. And they just kept, keep coming, you know, checking on you. They'll keep watching you. They legit sit there and stare at you, I think, because it's so dangerous. Yeah. You know, So is it
0: ba- it's restoring your skin. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So
1: it was like regenerating the cells, cells in my skin to make it, you know, be able to heal quicker. And Absolutely. so like they would check me after 20 days, like, oh, some more, 30, oh, some more, 40. Okay, you're finally there. So, so exciting, which was also, really great because it's like I started in January the treatments January twenty fifteen December twenty fifteen December fourth was my last hyperbaric chamber wow. treatment and then that's also when Blue Cross Blue Show I was like you've hit a million dollars
0: we don't need <laughs> you to don't do expect here
1: in your twenties <laughs> I was like look at this body I'm rocking off a million dollars this is awesome <laughs> I, that blew me away I was yeah. like
0: oh okay thank you, you got a million dollar
1: body there girlfriend. Yep. so (laughs) Awesome. Great. Thank you. Um, But
0: it felt great to be done with all those treatments. It was a full year.
1: Oh, that is a full year. January 11th through December That's
0: amazing. And so as we think about like that full year, all the things you went through, and then like we were talking about, sorry to interrupt, but I was like, let's make sure we kind of grounded like Mm -hmm. that's a whole process too. (laughs) Um, And so as you were thinking about that transition from- All of that year of Mm -hmm. kind of working through your journey and now moving into this place where you're talking about your story, you're sharing what it means to be, uh, you know, fearless and and thriving in this story, Um, you know, that buildup to now Mm -hmm. probably took a lot of work. Yeah. So talk a little bit about that.
1: Um, I would say... hmm. Like thinking about the work it did take. I know. (laughs) That's the real part. I mean, no, you really, I really did have to like learn how to ground myself. Mm -hmm. And then to also just self-talk was so important. Mm -hmm. And then also just staying in the word and actually staying surrounded by people just to ensure that I was getting fed, good word, (laughs) you know, and not negativity. Like I had, had to stay around positive people just to make sure that I was, um, able to just continue thriving and continue moving, um, into healing. Like you had to speak healing, 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 healing. And so that was very beneficial and very needed. Um, even today, like, I think I've still learned things after that journey, just seeing like, Any negative thoughts that come into my head, I'm like, nope, Taking captive, captive. Like, nope, like, get that out of your head. Like, you have to keep that going, not just for yourself in your head, but just in your spirit. And you just have to be able to, you know, move forward and move through. So
0: it's amazing. That's the beauty, I think, of when anyone goes through a situation that is traumatizing. Mm -hmm. It's the journey that people don't see because people either see you in it or they see you out of it. They don't see the journey in between it because Mm -hmm. there's, to your point, There's a part of you that has to be like, I'm going to be okay. Mm -hmm. I may not be feeling okay, but Mm -hmm. I'm going to be okay. Yeah, And you have to kind of promote that and put that out there Mm -hmm. because, and I don't know if you felt this, I feel when I, and especially when I was like working through my trauma at the beginning stages, when I wasn't okay and I was just feeling that, other people weren't okay either. And I was like, oh, we can't, (laughs) we can't be there. (laughs) (laughs) That's not going to (laughs) help. Yes. No, I do. I I recall recalled
1: days where i was not okay mm-hmm. um i did have a roommate at the time um erica and i remember days where like every single chemo session i would post you know a photo like okay y'all we're on number one two three four all the way through 16 so i'd always post a photo mm-hmm. you know i always have people checking in on me and all that but they didn't see the times where i'm in the car on the way to sessions boohooing because i'm like i don't feel like you know being sick again when i leave here and yeah. Going in after those, you know, red devil treatments to get a shot in my back just to make sure that, you know, everything's focusing through and flowing and all that fun stuff. So it was like the little parts that I didn't put out there because I didn't also want people to see the pain, even though what I was going through, they're like, girl, that's already enough pain. What are you talking about? Like you're going through a painful experience. But I saw it as a journey that I'm taking for God, for his glory. I'm putting it out there because it's a testimony. Like, why would I not do
0: it? Yes. Like. And it's not saying that the pain's not there. And it's not saying you're not being authentic about it. But for where you are and what you needed to do for Mm -hmm. you, there's there's that next level. So thinking about next level then. Mm -hmm. And I love that we can now have that be that thriving part of your journey. Yeah. And it's impacted your professional world as well and where you're at. Mm -hmm. I mean, girlfriend, Mm -hmm. you are in this beautiful phase of your life where you are (laughs) thriving and striving. You've got your own business. You're about to tell everyone about it. You've got your own business. You have, I mean, your role at UWF is beautiful. And talk about timing of being (laughs) focused on diversity, equity, and all the things. Yeah, And then on top of that, my girlfriend is getting her a doctorate in education. <laughs> hey, girl. Hey. Uh, so uh, <laughs> let's unpack a little bit of that. Like oh my goodness. Girl. It's so
1: funny. So as I was going through my journey, I always like caught glimpses of myself on a stage or writing a book or just doing something. And I always had the term pink prodigy in my head. Mm. And it just kept coming. So I'm like, all right God, what you gonna do with it?
0: What does this mean? Exactly. <laughs> and so
1: I ended up launching um August 8th. So eight is the number for new beginnings. So yes. double eight. I'm like, all right, double eight. Yeah. in there.
0: <laughs> yes, girl. You know what? To New Beginnings. <laughs> we had cheers in a minute. Mainly I need to drink <laughs> some wine, y'all. Oh. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. Yep, so I launched um, August 8th, and it's really funny, because I think I launched, and then I waited a whole other year till I actually started, like, doing more. Like, I think I went and did, like, the business license and all that, okay. and registered, and then it took me a whole other year to do it, because I was like, first step. Step <laughs> <a> one. <laughs> <Good morning. laughs> I mean, because I'm still, like, in school, doing a yeah. doctorate, still working full-time. I was just like, all right, God, I'm going to show you the first step, and then we're going to work through it a little more. Yeah. Yes. yes. So I do, um, you know, I, it's something about personalized gifts, like... Like, if this had my monogram on it, you know, like, just and random And maybe stuff. it will. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, like, I love doing, like, T-shirts, Disney shirts, like, families and bachelorette shirts and anything and everything. Like, yeah. I enjoy it. So, my undergrad degree was in art. And so, with, you know, taking the graphic design skills that I developed all through high school, doing yearbook, editor, and all that, and then taking it and putting it, you know, into my own business. Yeah. I'm like, all right, God gave me this talent. We are not neglecting it. Nope. So, here we go open a business i
0: mean you started off our conversation talking about wanting to you know run a big magazine sounds like you could build your own based on where you're at now girl we'll pray about it it (laughs) (laughs) i'm sure this is already crossed your map oh goodness yes (laughs) so
1: then also just getting my doctorate degree in curriculum and assessment um go our goes like you know <laughs> i work at EWF. like yes. why would i not continue on the journey like i've always wanted to get a doctorate like i know i get my master's i wanted to be able to get a doctorate i think i told myself i wanted it by 32 which i'm 31 now i'll be 32 in december so hey hey well don't say hey <laughs> but i also need to not put that limitation on myself like exactly. girl come on now
0: God's plan is so much bigger exactly. than whatever age you get.
1: Yes. it. <laughs> like, so I'm proud of myself that I have like taken that limitation off me. And I'm like, nope, when well, you get it, you. you get it. So that's yes. like, good. Um, and so I'll finish that up probably, if not next December, 2023. So there you go. Uh, 20, tw- somewhere.
0: I'll be, be done one day. <laughs> <laughs> In the 2020 sometime. Yes. That yes. is so beautiful, though. Like there's, And it brings up a, a really good question I have for you is you've walked us through your journey and what that journey has looked like from a personal perspective, how that's merged into your professional life. Because I, I used to say like back in the day, you know, separate personal and professional, mm-hmm. but the older I've gotten, the more I realize it helps drive both when you yeah, really yeah. connect the dots to what you're learning within your life. Mm-hmm. You can't separate your life, your life is helping to drive you. Um, and you've built so much strength and vulnerability and honesty, but also that thriver fearless mentality mm-hmm. And so I know that there are so many people that we don't even know who are watching you and who are like, okay, how do I do that? How can I be fearless? Mm -hmm. Like, what does that mean? So I want you to share just imparting some wisdom. Mm -hmm. So when you think about your fearlessly made you focus on life, when you think about your ability to own your journey through the difficult times, what are some knowledge nuggets that you would share with anyone listening to you right now about how they too can also kind of own their journey when they're not really sure what it looks like.
1: Um, I wanna say like the the biggest part of it is just self-talk is mm-hmm. so important for me. Like even just journaling or writing it down, goal setting, mm-hmm. like people don't want to hear that. But it's <laughs> true. You'd be amazed. Like even just I mean it's almost like goals but prayers. Like, mm-hmm. all right, God, by August twenty twenty two, I need to be walking across the stage. Write that out. And then that's just something you work towards. You put it in the atmosphere. Like you've said that as your prayer. So I think you really have to be able to own that Mm -hmm. as well as to work towards it. Like you need something to work towards. If you don't have a goal, what are you doing? Like, hey, write it down. Make a play. You have to. Um, And then just also be able to know that you were given your life for a reason. (laughs) Mm. But then you're given your life because there's a journey for you to go on. Yes, and so whatever the journey is, you're fearless because he made you absolutely. And so he knows what he's doing. Like God knows, he got you, <laughs> girl. That <laughs> just is walk a in word. it, walk through it. Like
0: you, have I, love to. It. I love it. So you you said something that just resonates. Is he's got you, mm-hmm. and your faith has been so important to you, and continues to be so important to you, and has has guided your journey. And so when you when you hear people telling you about their journeys, so as people are coming to you, and as you'd mentioned earlier, um, you have people asking you, like, my grandmother's going through this. I would love to get your thoughts or feedback. Um, and as you're giving those those wisdom to to anyone listening, how has it impacted you seeing other people impacted by your journey?
1: Well, it's usually mind boggling. Mm-hmm. I mean, because it could be somebody from 12 hours away. Mm-hmm. Somebody, some people I don't even know, but my biggest thing was going on Instagram and finding other breast cancer survivors who are also triple negative or, um, you know, young under 40. Um, And so just finding all these other people. But then these people would like start posting me and then others who are going through their journey would reach out to me, like to even still have people reaching out six years later. I'm just like,
0: God, really? Oh,
1: I love that. (laughs) Like, you're still going to let me like go out here and thrive for your glory like that's like the tasha cops for your glory like i played that all the time oh, I, love that. I was like "I right, got. we're doing this for you like <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> we got this
1: it's like my, my game you know get my game based on yeah going through chemo and all that like all right so as long as i kept that mindset and that mentality i was able to make it
0: which i've now used you know just with everything i'm like okay we're gonna get this degree one way or another. <laughs> yes, well, and that's <laughs> the thing. Do it that's the thing is your journey is, is so, and I don't use the word inspiration because I think it takes light of where you've been. It is such a strength builder for so many people. And I love that. Um, and, you know, one of the things that I also think is important as we're building our journey, as we're continuing to to grow and, and thrive, we also have to look at what balance looks like for us as well. And so I, I always ask in some way or shape or form about what balance looks like for me. As you guys know, it's it's typically a little glass of wine. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know you and I love frequenting one of our favorite places, Casts and Flights. Um, and so I was wondering for you. Has there been any like special wine or beverage that you would say is one of your favorites? So let's see.
1: Sanguedegu. Like <laughs> I can't even pronounce it, but it's beautiful and it's delicious. But it's like one of the red wines. Love and it. I'm not. A red wine drinker at all but this red
0: wine oh so, so good. good
1: and it's one of the most popular ones that they have there like you can buy the bottles and all that so love well, go on down to casting place yes girl get you a bottle <laughs> yes
0: girl that's how you find your balance you're just going to casting place yeah
1: <laughs> i'm not the biggest wine drinker but no like that one right there
0: hey when you're downtown it's perfect just stop by i love it makia you are such a delight and a joy and i feel like i've learned even more things about you that I didn't know before. And I know every single person that's listening to Fearlessly Made You has truly enjoyed getting to know you a little better. So thank you for your time, your transparency. Appreciate you. Appreciate you. Guys, as usual, stay tuned for the next episode of Fearlessly Made You.